Well, we're looking at uh, Acts chapter 5, and of course we're spending a lot of time uh, walking through this. And we're uh, going back to verse um, 3, actually. And I'm going to be very methodical this morning, uh, which I don't know what that does to the whole uh, approach. But we want to be very methodical about verse 3. And I want to walk you through, uh, step by step, what he's saying in verse 3. Uh, which is the beginning of the confrontation that he has with Ananias. Uh, which is an interesting, interesting passage. Okay, chapter 5, we're beginning at verse 1. By the way, uh, we are going to have baptism, uh, baptism service. And uh, we're going to do it, I think, August the 2nd. And, uh, of course, the way we do it is we have a horse trough out here. <laughs> Uh, that we may feel at the beginning of the week if we could do that and let it let it warm up, yeah. And <laughs> so uh, that'll be right out here. So then we'll have the service, and then afterwards we'll go out there and uh, have the baptism. So if you are interested in that, uh, we uh, we uh, want to talk to you. We have uh, a booklet you need to get into, and that will give you some explanation about what you're getting yourself in, into. And uh, so baptism is a great time. Jesus uh, instigated it, no doubt about that. Uh, there's no magical power in baptism. Uh, if you don't mean business, you're just getting wet. You know, doesn't do anything to you or for you. you anytime, and, and mark this down, anytime anybody tries to tell you that there's some kind of ceremony or physical activity or... Uh, some kind of pill or some kind of whatever that's going to do the job for you plus Jesus, you know they're wrong. Because guys, it's just Jesus. Now there are, hey, there's prayer. I got that. But it isn't prayer that does it. It's Jesus. <laughs> See, I got that. You're not saved by faith. You're saved by Jesus. And it's faith in Jesus. <laughs> See? Otherwise, you, you get something over here besides Jesus and you run wild with it. So anytime anybody says any anytime anybody says to you that it's Jesus plus doing this, you know they're wrong, because that just isn't Bible. I'm I'm sorry. Okay, uh, so that's uh, August the second. So think about that. Pray about it if you'd like to. It's a public declaration. It's a stepping across the line. It's a hey, I'm not a secret about this. Uh, I'm not hiding on this. I am I'm bold, and this is it for me. And if it isn't it for you, we can put you under and it will be it for you. <laughs> so, be sure it's it for you. <laughs> One way or the other, we'll get you. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> okay, back to the scripture. <laughs> Acts chapter 5. But a certain man named Ananias with Sapphira, his wife, sold a possession... And he kept back part of the proceeds, his wife also being aware of it. And he bought a certain part... And laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and keep back part of the price of the land for yourself? While it remained, was it not your own? And after it was sold, was it not in your control? Why have you conceived this thing in your heart? You have not lied to men, but to God. Let's pray together. Uh, we are desperately concerned, Jesus, about our country and uh, 
all that's taking place in the hearts and lives of people as they express what they are in their inner being. And Lord, we know America, hey, is America, but the reason we have existed through these years and been founded and came into being was all about you. And we, we really don't want to lose that. So we're Christians first of all. We're Americans second of all. I don't have any problem with that. But Lord, we want America to be Christian. And what influence we could have. And Lord, it's just something that uh, the, the foreign lands, Africa and other places are sending missionaries to us. <laughs> Whoa. I pray for a revival. I pray for a moving of the Spirit of God. I pray for you to do something. And Lord, I, I pray it for the country, but I pray it for here. I pray it for us. I pray that there would be a shaking of the walls and a filling of the Spirit of God that we would literally spoke the Word of God with boldness. I expect, I, I expect the power of God to be experienced. I expect you to convict us. I expect you to move us. I expect you to do something in the depth of our hearts that we can't do for ourselves. I expect you to go beyond performance and what anybody could con conjure up in some kind of cute story. I, I expect you to move in the greatness of who you are because I know you want to. It is your heart. So Lord, give us receptive hearts and receptive minds as we uh, open ourselves to you in these moments that we have together. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Counseling is a big deal, and it's really grown in proportion, and counseling has become a part of uh, ministry everywhere. And counseling has, counseling has become so significant that we've e even had to specialize. So there are uh, marriage counselors, there's uh, addiction counselors, there's abuse counselors, there's, uh, there's, just, there's financial counselors, there's just all kinds of counselors, because the need is so great. And we obviously are not against counseling because counseling in its uh, simple fashion is to literally take an individual who's having difficulties and help them walk through it and help them to come to conclusions and guide them to solutions in their difficulty. And hey, everybody's for that. Nobody's against that. So counseling is, is, is a big deal. And usually counseling focuses on this business of why. Why are you in the mess you're in? Uh, will you think it through? Why did you do what you did? Why are you the way you are? Let's trace it back. Let's go at the core of what's going on in your life. And the word why usually shows up someplace in the counseling session. Peter is having a counseling session with Ananias. Now he didn't call up Ananias. He didn't call up Peter and say, Hey, I'd like to get together with you and have a counseling session. This probably is not his choice. But Peter has probably forced him into it, no doubt about that. But preachers are like that. They're a little pushy, you know. And uh, so he is, uh, Peter has pushed him into this, no doubt about that. But it is a counseling session. And I want you to pr approach it that way. Peter's not mad. Peter's not, Peter is not trying to uh, confront. Peter's not trying to, I'm going to nail you. Peter is, see, none of that, that attitude is going on here. Because Peter is filled with the Spirit and he's taking a pastoral role in this scene and he cares about Ananias and Sapphira and sees what they're doing and is brokenhearted about it and wants to reach into their lives and pull them out of that. 
He wants to give them. Now I know we're not given a lot of details in the passage. It's just that Peter confronts Ananias and Ananias. There's no repentance. But repentance is assumed in the passage repentance could have been done. He wanted Ananias to repent. See, his heart, his soul is, is not trying to create guilt, not trying to put him in his place, not trying to undermine him, not trying to draw a line and say, you're done, not trying to kick him out of the church. It is a man by the name of Peter who's come to Ananias and said, hey, I, I, want, I can't let you get by. I care about you and I want to draw you into repentance and restoration in the will of God for your life. So approach this from that viewpoint. I want to help guide you back. Now the confrontation, of course, is very strong. If you look in verse 3, but Peter said, and here's his statement, Ananias, which is in the vocative, which doesn't mean anything to me or you. So what difference does it make? But it's an address. In other words, he's addressing him. Ananias. I'm not talking to Sapphira. I'm not talking to John. I'm not talking to Joe. I'm not talking. I'm ta- hey, Ananias, look me in the eye. I'm talking to you. So there's an address going on. And he starts out with this person idea. Why has Satan? Satan is the subject of the sentence. Why has Satan? And we're going to talk about that. But I'm just kind of laying it out for you here. What has Satan done? Satan has filled. It's the Greek word playro, which is the same word that's used for the filling of the Holy Spirit, which is a phenomenal word. Satan has filled, has done something to you. Now, where was it done? It was obviously done in the heart. So the main verb is has filled. The subject is Satan. The main verb is has filled. The direct object is the heart. The heart is receiving the action of the filling. So Satan is moving, and he's moving upon what? Not your liver, not your kidneys, not your big toe. He's moving upon your heart, Ananias. He's doing something in the heart of your being. And then you have two infinitives. And we've talked about infinitives. They are verbs that are, give purpose to the main verb. And they usually start in the English with two. So the first infinitive is to lie. To lie. To. To lie. So the purpose of Satan moving upon your heart is what? To get you to lie. He's putting lie into the core of your system. And then there's a second infinitive which also gives purpose or continues the purpose and direction. And that is to keep back part of the price of the land for yourself. So Satan, the subject, has filled the verb, the direct object has moved upon your heart and he is moving upon your heart to do what? To get you to lie and to keep back part of the price of the land. Now, let's methodically walk through that. Number one, person. The subject is Satan, the person. Several weeks ago, we did this uh, sermon which I entitled, uh, The Great War. Because that is definitely at the heart of this. Now, this is not something we're imposing on the passage, but it's actually there. Because Satan has filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit. So the two main characters, actors, within the activity of what's going on is Satan on the one hand and the Holy Spirit on the other. 
and there is a war taking place over the life of Ananias. See, that is so Bible, guys. Hey, what's going on in our country? Isn't, oh, politics, brother, politics. No, it's not politics. It's not politics at all. We are in a war. There is a battle going on. And there is a devil and there is God. And there are two sides to this thing and this battleground. But that's been going on a long time. I know. And it's going to come to an end. I know that too. And guess who wins? Woo! <laughs> I know that too. But you and I, where we are in our lives right now, right here, are in the middle of that war. Now here's the interesting thing to me in the passage, see. If I'd have been there and I'd have been Peter, I'd have said, well, Ananias, you, you made a little mistake here. You know? And Ananias probably would have said, well, nobody got hurt. It didn't like I killed somebody. It didn't like I committed adultery and broke up a home or anything. Come on. In fact, the church benefited. Well, they didn't benefit the whole amount, but they did benefit. At least I gave some, kept some for myself, so I benefited, the church benefited. So what's the big deal? I mean, you look at this sin compared to a lot of sins. I mean, this deed compared to a lot of deeds. I mean, this isn't, come on. This is a good guy who's just... But that isn't the way Peter sees it. Well, you just had a little emotional upset and that isn't the way Peter sees it. Well, you just deviated. That isn't the way Peter sees it. Well, you just, you, you, just, you just didn't think it through. That isn't the way Peter sees it. That is not the way Peter... Peter sees this. This, what Ananias has done, as not about the money, the money. In fact, he says that in the passage. While the, while the property was yours, you could do with it what you wanted to do. While you sold it and had the money, you could do the money with the money. The, the issue is not the money, guys. The money is not the deal. The deal is Satan, which is the war. Satan has literally done something in your heart against God. And here is, there is a battle that's going on. This is not, well, the early church. This is not about the church. This is not about the organization. This is not, well, I'm just a little confused in my theology. This is not about theology. This is an overwhelming war. Settle down, Manly. Yes. This is an overwhelming war between God and the devil. And, and Peter sees this whole activity as focused on the activity of Satan himself. This is not about style. Do we sing hymns? Do we sing, do we sing choruses? Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Well, some of you care, but nobody cares. See, it's not the deal. You got it? And there's two sides. And friend, as good as, as Ananias might be, as good a church member as he might be, as he's worked in the early church, as he said unto the apostles, as he's been filled with the Spirit, as he's gone through, as he's done miracles, as he's participated in all that the early church is about, this boy has just stepped over the line and joined the devil and has chosen the wrong side. And Peter is confronting him. So the issue is, what side are you on? 
Well, I'm, I'm on both sides. You cannot be. Uh, what's interesting in the Sermon on the Mount, we're, we're moving into chapter 6 uh, when we get there and, and studying the Sermon on the Mount. But in ch- chapter 6 of the Sermon on the Mount, which is the middle chapter, he, he looks us right, Jesus looks us right in the eye and says, No man can serve two masters. Or else he will hate the one and love the other. Or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot. Now that's spilling into all the confrontation and the counseling session that Peter is having with Ananias. And he's looking Ananias right in the face and saying, Hey guy, I want you to get this. This is not light. This is not superficial. This is not... Come on, it's no big deal. This is not, well, nobody got hurt. This is, no, that's not what we're dealing with. What we're dealing with is, we're dealing with what Satan has done in the, is doing in the depth of your heart and you've joined the wrong side, boy. Now, as you move on, what has Satan, the person, done? Playro is what he's done. So you got person, you got playro. Now playro is the word for, the Greek word for, has filled. And again, it's, it's, it's a very interesting word because the word playro has the idea of a container. You got this large container, and here you got content. And you take this content and you put it in the container. You take the content, put it in the container. Kind of like the trash in the barrels out here. You take the... Forget that. It was a bad illustration. You take the content and you put it in the container. You take the content and you put it in the container. Finally, the container is filled. Not half filled. Not kind of filled. Filled. It's interesting where this word is used. For instance, in Matthews chapter 1 through uh, two, the first two chapters of Matthew, he gives four Christmas narratives, stories about Jesus' birth. And as he gives this, he stops right dead and in the middle of every single one of those stories. I mean, every one of them. He stops dead in those four stories, right in the middle of them, and says, oh, by the way, what I'm telling you in this story is that which fulfills, fills up, play rose, the prophecy. And then he quotes this prophecy. In other words, back here in the Old Testament, hundreds of years earlier, a guy was standing on his hind legs and spoke this prophecy and said, here's what's going to happen. I'm telling you, this story right here is the, of the birth of Jesus is the story that we take back and we literally put it in the container of that prophecy and it fills it completely. Uh, in Isaiah, it talks about the universe is filled Play row with the glory of God. That you're taking the glory of God and just jamming it into the universe and whoa. Container, content. That's the word. Now, when you bring that into our passage, what have you got a hold of? Well, you've got this Pentecost idea. Because here is in Pentecost... What you've got happening is you've got the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Jesus, who is mentioned, of course, in our passage. Why, have, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit? And the Holy Spirit has literally come and filled the container of the believer himself. 
you realize that the dividing line between Christian and non-Christian is that filling. I'm a Christian. Why? I do good things. No. That doesn't make you a Christian. Come on, you know all this. I read the Bible. Doesn't make you a Christian. I pray. Doesn't make you a Christian. I pay attention to the sermon. Great. That makes you a Christian. No. It doesn't make you a Christian. What makes you a Christian? Jesus has come. And you have two people living inside your body. That makes you a Christian. When you have him, you're in. When you don't, you're out of here. The whole deal is that. Isn't that simple? See, that's not complicated. So it's relational. It's you and this person of Jesus, literally. It's not, well, I'll turn, my, I'll turn over a new leaf. It's not, well, I'll reform. It's not. See, none of that is the essence of Christianity. The essence of Christianity is you having an intimate relationship with a person of Jesus who's actually come and play road you. And Jesus, I'm a Christian because Jesus has moved within me. And he lives within my gorgeous body. <laughs> Don't laugh. So, it's phenomenal. See, that is Christianity. Isn't that phenomenal? That's the beauty of intimacy with him. That is Christianity. And it's this word, play role. Now, in our passage, what has happened? Satan has filled. Now, the interesting thing about the play role idea is that it has the application of or the imagery of coming under authority or influence. In other words, in the prophecy idea, here's the four Christmas narratives and what's happened. Well, the four Christmas narratives, right in the middle of them, he says, this is that which fills up the prophecy. So he takes this story of the Christmas and takes it back to the prophecy and says it fills it up. It isn't, well, yeah, this story half fills it, but there'll be some other events which will contribute. No, this is everything. We can take this prophecy now, put it on the shelf, wipe our hands and say, hey, that one's done. Why? This story filled that up. There is a completeness in the idea. So when you come to this idea of Plero, the theme of this passage, the theme of this story, which we have been talking about every single Sunday morning, is this completeness idea. There's no halfness here. There's no kind of here. There's no partial here. There's no little bit here. There's no maybe here. There's not, I'm not half Christian. There is a completeness in the, so what he's saying about Satan has failed, not kind of, failed, not a little bit, failed, not some, failed. Uh, here's a uh, bottle of pure water. Um, drinking water. Bought it at Walmart. So I know it's pure. <laughs> so here's this bottle of... I, I, get, I get just a, a little bit... And this is so st stupid really. But I get this little bit of dirt and I put it in the bottle. Have a drink. Well, no. Water's dirty. No, it's not. It's pure water. It was just a little dirt. 
Say, no, you're not going to drink it. I don't care how little the dirt, the dirt was, you're, not, you're just not going to. Why? Because the water, it, well, it, but it, it's, it's 75% pure. <laughs> See, you don't buy that. And he doesn't buy that here. See, what he's presenting to us is a completeness. That Satan, what Satan has entered into here, Satan has filled your, Satan, you've crossed the line here, Ananias. You, yeah, you, you've been, you were filled with the Spirit, you were part of the early church, you're a Jew, you've, you've done all these ceremonies, you've done all this sacrifice, you've joined the early church, you've sat under the leadership of the apostles, you, you look so good, you're generous, you've given your money, but you have crossed a line, and when you cross that line, there is a completeness in that crossing. You can't kind of cross, you can't a little cross, well, I just, I just put my toe in. You, you cannot do that. You either jump in or you jump out. You're either in or you're out. You're either complete or you're not. See, Christianity is all in or get in or get out. Kind of a thing. Well, I was raised in it. That doesn't act it. Well, I'm from America. God we trust. See, that doesn't hack it. See, there is a completeness in this playroll idea. Now, let's review. You got this person, Satan himself. And you got this activity of Satan, which is the playroll idea, which is the filling, a completeness of filling. He has filled. So you got Satan filling. Well, what is he filling? Well, that's the direct object. It's the platform of the activity. And it's the heart. So you got the person, the play role, and the platform. Now it's interesting that the platform, which would be, we would say, if there's a war going on, it's the, it's the battlefield for, of the war. And it's the heart. Uh, cardia is a word you're familiar with, of course. Uh, which is the Greek word. And it's used uh, over a hundred times in the New Testament. And it is never the blood bumper. It's never the physical organ. Every time the Bible is, you read the Bible and, and see the word heart, it's never this thing. Not talking about that. What's he talking about? He's talking about, and we've said this so many times, but he's talking about, I slice you down the middle and I go to the inner core of your being. The inner core of your being. What makes you tick. Now I don't know what you want to call that. And I don't even know where the inner core is. It's like, where do I live in here? Up here? Down there? Where do I live? I don't know. But the inner core. If you want to call that soul, fine. If you want to call it spirit, don't have any problem with that. If you want to call it heart, fine. But whatever makes you tick, whatever drives you, whatever caused you to be who you are, will the real you stand up? That's what we're talking about. That's what he's talking about. So the battleground is not a superficial, again, see, it's not about the money. He said, Ananias, keep your stinking money. We don't care. Because we don't want your money. Now that was Peter talking, not me. So we don't want your money. See, 
The money was not the issue. What was the issue? Ananias, your heart, the core of your being has been filled. Satan has filled the inner core of your being. Now there needs to be, oh I want you to understand this. There needs to be a distinction between Satan filling and Jesus filling. Come on, think this through. And we've discussed this at other times, but it really needs to be plain. Because they're not the same. Satan has filled. Jesus fills. Not the same. Let me talk about Jesus filling. Jesus filling, playro. I'm a container. And the content that has come to fill my life is Jesus. But it's not filling like a coffee cup. Here's a coffee cup. You put this stuff in it. It's dark, stains your teeth, rots your gut, keeps you up at night. But oh, I love it. You, that was my coffee sermon. So, so you fill, okay, and you, the coffee cup is a shell. And the co- oh, careful. Sloshes around inside. So I'm a shell and God fills me. Oh, he's on my right, left side. Oh, he's on my right side. Woo. <laughs> no. See, the picture is sponge. He fills like a sponge. I'm not a shell. See, it's relational again. See, it's, it's Jesus and me just getting all mixed up together. It's being soaked with his presence. It's not a loss of my mind. I do have one. It's not a loss of my mind. It's my mind and his literally merging together and I'm smarter than I used to be. Why? Two brains thinking. See, it's my emotions and his emotions coming together in the merger. And oh. I feel better than I used to. Yeah, why? Two emotional makeups together. I'm feeling like Jesus feels. Wow. Why? Not because I'm going to feel like Jesus. No. Because, woo! See, I don't become Jesus. Nobody's proposing that. But my emotions and his emotions, and he brings me his thought process. He brings me his... See, he wants to... What we call this, I think a good word for this is enhances. He enhances you. See, you were created by God so God could fill you and enhance your life. As handsome as I am, can you imagine being filled with God and being more handsomer? Come on, you know this is true. You have seen... Women who, yeah, they were beautiful, yeah, but they looked hard. They just looked hard. Their beauty was somehow diminished with the lifestyle and what they'd experienced. They were just can you imagine a woman filled with the Spirit of God and just an inner beauty that just see that's an enhancing 
Do you, do you get that? And enhancing. Now what the Bible calls that is birthing. The Bible calls Jesus coming to live within us, birthing us into this flourishing, enhanced life. That's what the Bible calls it. And thereby we are called sons of God. Because <laughs> God wants sons. And the way he, he gets sons is he gives himself to us. God literally gives himself to us. And in giving himself to us. Now we're back to the completion. Because he doesn't kind of give himself to us. He doesn't get a little bit. He doesn't. It is not a little. See he gives his whole self to. The trinity has cracked itself open. See you can't look at Jesus and say, well, he was kind of loved me. <laughs> he went half the distance. Yeah, we did a little bit. See, there's something complete about this. Do you see that? There's something all out about this. There's something about, I want you so bad. I, 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 it, there are no holds barred. There's just, I'm all in. And whatever it takes. See, there's that aspect to this. God gives himself to you like that. Which means you have to give yourself to him like that back. For this to work. So he gives his complete self. I give my complete self. And in that filling. Now that's the Jesus filling you. But the devil Satan has filled is not like that. Satan never gives himself to you. He never gives himself to you. He isn't going to give himself to you. What does he want? He doesn't want sons. You know what he wants? Slaves. Use, abuse. And Satan has come and he's filled your heart. He didn't fill him. Look at the passage. Satan has filled your heart not with himself. He's filled your heart to lie. To use you. See, that's why he's filled your heart. Not with himself, because he wants to embrace you, love you, enhance you. He's filled you. Why? So he can use you. And you would be a slave. Don't you think it's interesting that on all the language that we use in the church and everywhere, the language for sin is always bondage. We sing songs about the chains are broken. What, what are you talking about chains? Imprisonment, bondage, tied down. See, that language be, bespeaks the whole business. Sin is a bondage. Come on, you know this. Smoked my first cigarette. Now I can't quit. It reached out and bit me, and I'm in bondage. Hey, I drank my first beer. Now I'm an alcoholic. I can't stop. Hey, I took some pills. Now I can't get off the heroin. What's the, the guys down at Wilson County Jail, man? I see them, they get out. I see them, they get out. I see them, they get out. What is the deal? This is a revolving door. Why don't you quit? You'd never come back here, would you? Well, what's wrong with me? I'm in bondage. I'm in a trap. I'm in a cycle. See, Satan is filled. And Peter has turned to Ananias and said, Ananias, 
This is not, it's not about the money, man. It's not about the money. Keep your money. Don't care. What's this about? You've stepped across the line, man. And Satan filled you with lies to use you. You stepped across the line. So, let's go back. Got this person, Satan. What's he doing? Play role, filling. You're a container. He's putting stuff in you. Where's he putting it? In your heart, the platform. The platform. Now, there are two purpose clauses. So the next one is purpose. For what purpose has he put this in your heart? To lie to the Holy Spirit. Now, come on. Nobody reads that and says, what? <laughs> I mean, everybody reads that and says, yeah. Why? Oh, come on. That's all Satan is. Jesus was in this confrontation with the leaders of Israel. And it was, it's really interesting. It's John chapter 8. And uh, in this confrontation, confrontation with the leaders of Israel, they're talking about, they, they say, we're sons of Abraham. Jesus said, no, you're not. You know how I know? Because Abraham bought into me, Jesus said, and you don't. So you're not sons of Abraham. So they said, well... We're sons of God. And turned to him and said, We are not a product of fornication like you. What? Yeah, we know about your mother. We know where you came from. They laid that on Jesus. And Jesus turned to him and said, No, you're not sons of your father. You're not sons of God. He's not your father. Why? Because again, I came from him. And if you bought into him, you'd buy into me. And then he, oh, listen to this. You! Now these are the best people of their day. These are the preachers. The church folks of that hour. You are of your father, the devil. And the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth. Because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resource. For he is a liar and the father of it. Now can you picture this? Here's the big pile of Satan's resource. Here's everything he knows, everything he has everything he possesses here's the big pile of his resource he stands over here and he's going to talk to you so what does he do he reaches over to his pile gets something out of his resource puts it in his mouth and gives it to you what what is what's going to come out of his mouth a lie why because that's all he's got in his pile <laughs> but when jesus rises he says all is forgiven peace be among us all oh that is true and bring the music and all of us to elevate back up i'm sorry for interrupting, but... <laughs> yeah, so you've got the choice. See, this is the whole issue. You've got over here, Satan with all of his lies. And you know the old joke. How do you know that guy's lying? He opened his mouth. See, that's Satan. That's Satan. So Ananias, you've crossed the line. Ananias, you went over, and you are now have the lies placed in your heart. 
placed in your heart. That's terrible, Ananias. Don't do that. I want you in the truth. Now, you'll notice in the passage that the direct object of the lie thing is the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit. In other words, you've lied to the, not to the church, to the Holy Spirit. You've lied to God. And he reinforces that down at the end uh, of his statement when you have not lied to men, but to God. Now we got off on this. It was kind of an interesting thing to me about uh, oh, several Wednesday nights ago as we were discussing. I began to use this illustration. It just kind of occurred just wasn't planned it just kind of came I thought a lot about it see I double up my fist I lose my temper double up my fist and I sock this guy in the face man smash his nose break his jaw and of course they call the police and they drag me off and then finally I get before the judge oh no it was the judge I smashed in the face See, God is not some, some supernatural being who's created a bunch of people and said, well, you guys won't get along together unless I give you Ten Commandments. So he made up these rules that we have to abide by to get along with each other. And then when we don't keep the rules, he reaches in and says, okay, and he's the impartial judge who has no dog in the fight, who's standing back saying you broke those rules so I'm going to punish you see that's not it I double up my fist smack smack this guy in the mouth and then he's the judge I smack the judge hey I cheat and commit adultery and they drug me in before the judge the judge was the husband Every sin is against God. See, that was David in the Bathsheba thing. Where he cried out in the Psalms, Oh God, I've sinned against you and you alone. But the amazing thing is, the judge has died for me. See, every lie, he says, is against the Holy Spirit. Every sin is against God. So this is not about, how am I going to make this right? See, yeah, 12 steps, yeah, trying to go back and make everything right, God bless you. But ultimately, if it isn't made right with God, it isn't made right with anybody. Because He is the one I've smashed in the face. And he's the one that's taken all my sin and sucked it into himself. So do you see what he's saying here? He's Satan, Satan in all of his evilness. Satan has filled, playroad, the person has playroad, filled your heart. It's the platform in the core of your being. And he's filled it for the purpose of lying. 
which is the core of his being. Now there's one more because it's another infinitive and it's to keep back part of the price of the land for yourself which is proclamation. So you've got person, playro, platform, purpose, proclamation. Now the interesting thing is if you look at the passage and keep back part of the price of the land for yourself. Now to keep back part is the translation of one Greek word. For yourself is not there. Well it is there. Well it's not really there. The reason they put it there is because the verb keep back part for yourself is in the middle voice which is the verb acting in behalf of itself. So they tacked on for yourself. So when Satan comes to move upon my heart, what does he put in my heart? For myself. How can I tell whether a thing is a sin or not? Sin is always. Well, I do good things for other people. Why? Because it makes me feel good. Well, that's for yourself. Well, I sold the land and I gave some to the church. Why'd you do that? Why didn't you keep it all? Well, because I want to look good. Sin is spelled S-I-N. The heart of all sin is what? Oh, I love me. (laughs) I'm really in love with me. Well, I'm only defending myself. Where do you get that out of this? Well, they hurt me. Where do you get that out of this? You, do you understand what we're inviting you to? Well, yeah. You want me not to lie. This is not about the money. This is about, will you give yourself up? Will you give your dreams? Will you give what you want? Will you give fighting for yourself? Will you give your own desires? Will you give protecting yourself? Well, they're not gonna! Will you give all that up? And get out of the middle of your life. Because it's Satan that put that in your heart. And you could be enhanced. You could be enhanced. Filled with Jesus. And enhanced. Your life could be. Hey come on man. You fought all your life for yourself. How's it worked out? (laughs) 
sheer logic tells you, I want to be enhanced. <laughs> Jesus, I can't, I just can't believe the gospel message. It's just phenomenal. And God forgive us for every time we've camouflaged it, we've watered it down, we've, 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 we've spoken it in a way that it was about the money or it was about whatever. Yeah, I mashed you in the face and you're the judge, aren't you? And yet you died for me. While I was yet in my sin, Christ suffered for me. You have completely, 100% given yourself for me and to me. You're calling on me this morning to match that. Save me, oh God, from myself. Because, Lord, the truth of the matter is, I only have one big problem. And it's me. Would you fill me today? Would you enhance me today? Would you let the beauty, the wonder of Jesus be seen in me today? Would you let your life be demonstrated in me today? Would you let your love be felt and known today? Would you take the hardness out of my life? And bring me the wonder of who you are. Heads are bowed. You can have him. I was going to say you can have this, but it's not a this, it's a him. You can have him. Ah, he wouldn't give himself to me. He's already done it. The supply, the resource, it's all. Ananias? Crossed the line, boy. It's not about the money, man. It's not about the money. Satan. Satan is filled the core of your being for the purpose of lying to God himself. Come on back, will you? Come on back. Our altar's open. A chance to kneel and just be his. A presentation of yourself. A completeness of the giving of who you are. To him. And him alone. Oh Jesus enhance me. I pray thee. Moments of seeking. Be obedient.